0: What are your thoughts, Oliver? I think the vigilante needs a better code name than the hood or the hood guy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. How about? Green Arrow. Lame. Hello
1: and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Heck Yeah! Comics Podcast.
0: Heck yeah!
1: I'm your host, David Luzader, and with me, as always, is the irreplaceable... Really? You think so?
0: Eh, You know, just go with it. Nick Chermoosness.
1: Oh, great. Welcome to the
0: show, Nick. Thank you, David. Welcome to the show as well.
1: Thank you. Welcome to the show, listeners. It is so great to be here uh good to be back in our regularly scheduled time. Uh it's also great to be here because I really I almost died today.
0: Yes, please uh is yeah, enlighten us.
1: So I work at a restaurant and that's all I'm gonna give as far as details on that. But anyway, I was unloading the truck today, uh and I had to put some stuff up on top of our walk-in freezer because we don't have a lot of space and we had to get creative uh, slash life-threatening. And the floor was, like, all wet because it was raining like crazy. And I had to wear, like, a really ghetto poncho, which is just a trash bag with holes in it. Uh, and I'm going, like, back and forth, inside, outside, carrying stuff in. The floor gets all wet. And I'm going up the ladder to put stuff up there. And it starts to, like, slide out from under me. Uh now when i say like the way when i'm saying ladder like sliding out from under me it wasn't you know set up in like the v shape or the a shape i guess that you Mm -hmm. know people are so familiar with uh again we are so loving of human life that we have bought a ladder that goes out into the that that shape uh, but we just lean it up against the walk-in freezer and Mm -hmm. climb up it which is fine most of the time uh but this time it wasn't and it's probably like 10 and I'm going to be dramatic here just for uh, for flavor it was 50 feet off the ground and uh slid out from under me and I had to catch myself on like the top of the freezer and (laughs) dangle there for a minute as I uh, tried to figure out what was going on but I luckily was able to get myself down and here we are I, it it wouldn't have killed me It just really would have sucked a lot I probably could have gone home early actually If the thing had fully collapsed and I'd fallen on the ground
0: If you had only not let your fear consume you And thought of, <laughs> for the wider applications Of said devastation
1: Yeah if only If only I'd given in to the sweet grip of death And not wanted to live any longer
0: Yeah you could have enjoyed a day off I could have caught for up the, on east for, of west finally For the rest of your life D- Wait no. Yes. Don't worry about it, David. Just let it happen. Are
1: you trying yeah. to? Are you trying to talk me into dying?
0: No, David. It's not that I want you to die, but if you did die and I got to take over the show completely, you wouldn't know what to do if I was gone. I know how to use those pro. Hey, comic books.
1: Hey, comic. Did anything? <clears throat> uh, anything traumatic happen to you? No.
0: T- today. Yes. Uh. I mean, most days, yeah, something traumatic happens to me. But today, the only traumatic thing that happens was that one of the uh, locations I'm working at doesn't have any, like, central AC. Oh, but, like, no. but, like it, it opens up to outside, except today was particularly, like, muggy. Like, it was not okay. an October day. It was, like, a June or July day. Yeah, weather has been weird. It's weird, people. And so it's, like, in the sun... It was just, like, like directly in the window. So, like, you'd stay outside, but you couldn't, like, talk to anyone because you would just, like, be blinded and be like, Oh, hey, how's it going? I don't know who you are. And then you'd be inside, and you'd just be like, Ugh. Like, I just felt like, Ugh, all day. Uh-huh. Really? That's... That's, that's... probably as traumatic as my day got. Wow. So, comic books. Let's just so move on. comic books. A lot more traumatic things happen in comic books. And when you think about it, David... The level of trauma that most characters go through on a monthly, if not weekly, basis, is pretty incredible. Like, you know, I, when you think about, it, we're literally reading fictionalized trauma every week, all the time. You know, I'm actually so excited
1: for the news. I say we just skip uh, what came out this week.
0: What? No, no, no. Because some cool, at least two or three things came out this week.
1: No, no, no. Some cool stuff did come out this week. So let's talk about uh, the, the drama that has been broadcasted for months now, and that is the death of Wolverine, which is finally upon us, not just in name, but in yes. actual death.
0: Actual death. The so, Wolverine actually
1: died. So yep, Death of Wolverine number four came out today. Charles Soule, Steve mcniven right? Yes. And we saw how Logan has met his end.
0: He he doth ended, for sure.
1: So how how far are we wanting to go on spoilers here?
0: Um. Okay. He died.
1: Yes. What did you think of? Well, I mean, okay, I don't feel bad saying that because that is the name of the event. They've been very upfront
0: about it. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I like Charles Soul as a writer. He's really adept at handling things that, like, I I was reading. Someone made a comment about this. uh, I was reading on a thread somewhere. And I, I I happen to agree with them, you know. Whereas someone like say Garth Ennis is really good at war comics, or Grant mm-hmm. Morrison with like the psychedelic, or so on, like people so on and so forth. Charles Soule is like, like he's a he's a good writer. He's a passion, He's clearly passionate, and he can like hit all the sweet spots and all the different let's call them strengths. Mm-hmm. He's not necessarily a master at them, but he he has a, an incredible range when you jump from all the books he writes on a on a sometimes seems weekly basis. Yeah. Um so so writing wise Charles Soul seems like a top notch guy. I actually think I met him once. Uh, but that's another story. Yeah, neither here nor uh, there. Come on. Uh Steve McNeven obviously doesn't much needs to be said. He's Steve McNeven. He has beautiful big bold artwork.
1: It was and you know that I haven't I haven't read past the first issue. I don't have a whole lot of interest, just to be perfectly honest. Didn't have a whole lot of interest in this, but when I read that first issue, the art was really good.
0: Yeah, Steven Neven is good. They picked He's, a really good artist for every, this everything. Run. Is everything is well defined? All the characters are like you know proportioned, and they and they interact with their environment appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you you te- you do have like a, as far as I am concerned, all star creative team. Really, absolutely, they did. I agree with that. But the thing is, and this is just my experience, and this is how usually I relate to big news: is that sometimes, like, when you know that something is coming, like blatantly know that it's coming, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you really like. I understand that, like, you can say that such and such moment, like, say the actual death of Wolverine, is really touching and gripping and all of that. um, You know to you but when you when you know it's coming and you basically have you know it's like it's like as if i was grieving for a family member or a loved one right now knowing that sometime in like the next 40 years they might die mm-hmm. you know that they're, they're, well, they're you going should, to die
1: you should start grieving me like right this second
0: but that's what i'm saying like by the time if i start grieving you right now when you actually do die i'm like david Right. It, was, it was, it was, well, and nice. it's
1: kind of a relief, right? Like, it's just like, uh finally, we can stop
0: talking yeah, about it's, it. It's literally, it's literally like you're almost happy that someone has finally passed on because they were in so much pain before. This is getting really dumb, but <laughs> okay, yeah, but, but it, 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 it where illustrates are we, my point. Where are we going with this. It, it illustrates my point that when I got to the page of Wolverine dying, he could have died any in numerous of ways, and he, the way that he died wasn't necessarily.
1: It was interesting.
0: It was... It, it, I mean, spoilers. He basically got covered in hot liquid adamantium, which... And then walked for a while and then walked died. Walked for a while and then died. Um, you know, after resolving the initial conflict at the heart of this this four-issue story, he basically gets covered in liquid adamantium, it solidifies, and now he's kind of a mushy metal statue. Well, and, and they um, and, and
1: they make you know the reason behind all of this is because he finds out oh they're trying to start weapon x again and yeah he, which
0: they done like 300 times yeah he
1: decides the best way to stop it this time is i'm gonna puncture the big tank of adamantium that uh, uh for some reason i have to do it in such a way that it's going to explode all over me
0: yeah it's it was and, and that's that's what i mean unfortunately this was a story like every story is this way so i i I guess this isn't a really good argument, but again, I we've known it's been coming for months. And sometimes, when you know something is coming, when you still pick up that product and you know you watch that movie, read that book, whatever, like the moment can still hit you like a roller coaster.
1: But Absolutely. ultimately,
0: I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel anything when Wolverine now. Like I said, he could die any in numerous of ways. The way that he was portrayed as dying wasn't necessarily the wrong way or bad or whatever. And maybe just some people will hit them very emotionally, but it literally feel like I it hit all like the beats of like a quote unquote, you know, significant death. Like mm-hmm. you see all these little, little panels of like Wolverine moments that like people he's made happy or emotional connections he's made. And then it just finishes with like a glob of adamantium people goo, you know, person goo uh, on this rock overlooking the sunset. Yeah. And he's just like, and he's dead. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like it like it 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 did it that's a, a so it, a common it, tactic.
1: It, it was a serviceable ending, and and, I, and I I get, I get what yeah. you're saying. Like they're trying to do that thing. Uh, I mean, just to to give an example, that's right on with that. Debbie and I just before this show. Uh, we're watching the last two episodes of season five of Supernatural. Despite whatever your feelings are of Supernatural, the first five seasons are actually pretty good because that's what the original creators had envisioned. And they they get to this moment. I'm not really going to say what happens because it requires way too much backstory. Um, mm-hmm. Where they're basically like, "Hey, let's relive these past five seasons in you know in a matter of one minute." And they you know they, they do all these quick clips of these little moments that happened throughout the show. which uh, you know, they're trying they're trying to stir up that emotion of, man, remember the time this happened, remember all those good times we had with these characters. And it, it is effective, I would say most of the time. Um it can be effective. I, I think for it's, sure. it's it's also a lot more effective if you're really connected to Wolverine. And yeah. I mean maybe that's kind of the issue is that you know we you and I, we like Wolverine a lot like you know it's it's hard to hate wolverine i mean yes he gets overused and all that jazz but we don't have a very strong personal connection to the character
0: yeah and that's yeah and that's the thing where like it's said the death can still feel impactful now there's probably a super wolverine diehard fan out there that's like beside him or herself right with We're, the fact that he's like the fact that he's dead and that moment so really that, hit them yeah exactly but at the same time it it's not it's not like just because we knew it was coming months away or that we or that were cynical and we expect him to come back. Like I remember when Johnny Storm died in Hickman's Fantastic Four. There was something so gut punching about the moment he died when I read it that like it didn't matter that I knew he was gonna come back eventually well, but part of within the confines of this universe. It mm-hmm. was just like, wow, that that hit me. Like it hit me. This just didn't
1: hit me i think part of that too might be because hickman had this master plan you know and, Hick- Hickman yeah. had this and then the death of wolverine i'm sure they're going to key some stuff off of that but when it happened it really just kind of feels like they were sitting in a boardroom and were like what can we do let's kill yeah, they, wolverine. They, they
0: they 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 approved this whole storyline where he loses his healing factor and they basically said in an interview once like well, where can we go with this and someone was like let's kill him and like that won't affect anything no and like okay like that's basically, you know, obviously, you know, ideas can start that simply and grow into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this isn't, this is clearly a very beautiful book. And of, of course, using the giant storm thing as a reference, you know, we knew in that story arc that someone was going to die. We didn't actually know it would have been, that it was going to be human torch. So there, there was sort of this, like, you're reading each issue and you're like, okay, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Right, who's there it was much be? more ambiguity. Reading, you know, it's a good thing that they did do the death of Wolverine. They attempted to do Wolverine one week after another, like each issue, mm-hmm. like on a weekly basis, simply because I read each issue, each issue was good, but it was just like, what are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Just pull the trigger, you know?
1: Right, yeah. If they tried to drag this on for four months, like we would have been like, come on. And a lot of people,
0: I was re- also, uh, uh, because of Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man number 6, came out today, that's a long title. Um, mm-hmm. And it deals with, Uh, The possible return of Peter Parker To the Ultimate Universe And a lot of people will reference The death of Ultimate Spider-Man As like Mm -hmm. a really like gut-wrenching Like you know Emotional story and I read it I read it you know back when it came out And again it was good But there's something when I I got to that final page And I I, I definitely cared that he died You know I I, I care that Wolverine died too Mm -hmm. No matter how oversaturated he was But there's something about when you have in big, bold letters, death of so-and-so. Right. You know? It's just kind of like you're just – you're waiting for the – like we said, you're waiting for the axe drop, and you're almost relieved that, okay, it's finally over. Yeah. You know? So. It, it's again, funny. Well, it, yeah. No, sorry. you,
1: you. – Well, I was going to say, it, it's just so funny they put this into a big event because I think back to these character deaths that happened that were really big. You know, we, we mentioned Human Torch uh who wasn't i mean he was not really dead right it was just set up that way that it appeared as if he was dead but i think well, also yeah
0: they, he apparently he did die okay. but he was resurrected i still haven't so read the hickman
1: ever. run that's that's on my list the ever growing list uh anyway i what was i going to say uh but i think also to, you know to the death that that really got to me in recent memory is the death of damian wayne and that was mm-hmm. telegraphed a little bit beforehand but it was also done as part of this bigger story of the Batman world, and it felt like it served a bigger purpose. And it was in, you know, it was in a book. It was in Batman and Robin. But yeah, if they if they had just been like, oh, you know, here's this here's the new storyline, because you know they're doing this whole Robin rises thing, and they're you know they they renamed the book for an issue. But if they were like, all right, guys, let's just ramp up the death of Robin, you know, let's let's start. You know, back like five issues back, we're going to rename one of the issues Death of Robin, and just everything is going to be really focused on it. Like it would have had that feel of uh, uh, cheapened in a way, yeah, and and dragged on. It so putting it as its own event in and having it very personal is good on in one way, and you know, probably for Wolverine fans, as we've said, this was a really hard hitting book, but also having it very personal and not having it tie into the bigger Marvel picture. Is gonna be a it's harder for the general audience to really get the impact of it.
0: Exactly. No, you you hit it around the head. At the end of the day, at least at least for, I believe for you and me, there's no illusion that these companies, Marvel and DC specifically, but any any comic book or otherwise company, is manufacturing these products. We can call them, but yeah, not just for products. like our hearts and minds, but also for our dollars. So something like the death of Wolverine, you know is going to sell, but at the end of the day, it's it's something where it's that marketing. It's that it's you, you, you're actually seeing the strings being pulled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and when you see the strings being pulled, like the, the idea of a puppeteer kind of loses its luster. Like you have to believe right. that it's somehow acting on its own accord. We want to believe in these living, breathing environments as real things, even if we know in our hearts that they're not. But when, when at the end of the day, all you're actually seeing across the page is Death of Wolverine, Death of Wolverine, Death of Wolverine. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: like, all right. Well, but if, if Wolverine just died in Uncanny X-Men, blah, 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 you know, issue, whatever, then it would have been like, holy, like, that came out of nowhere. Holy crap.
1: Well, yeah, like the death of Nightcrawler really got to people because of the way that, that it was oh, done. Oh, that,
0: that got to me, you know even if you kind of had an idea that something was coming like when that's when I came across that scene that was a gut punch
1: yeah and it wasn't it, I mean it, I don't remember did they announce before that that ha- that was going to happen they, they
0: teased just... that someone was going to do okay. but they didn't say you know yeah. and, and, they, I, and, and I think and that's, that's what I like but yeah. the, those kind of discs, they only reserve for sort of second or third tier characters yeah, that unfortunately have passionate fan bases but aren't necessarily the money makers mm-hmm. you
1: know yeah and i think anything else we say on this subject is just going to be us going in circles so we'll say uh that the book great art you know i think i think we're confident in that uh charles soul is a very talented writer he did he did a really good job with the material if you're a really big Wolverine fan, this will probably mean a lot to you, but for the casual audience, you know, it's it's a $5 book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh it's yeah, it's it's $20 to read an ending that you see coming.
1: It's you from, know, it, from from the from first
0: page. Eight months ago. Well, from the from yeah. the
1: cover page. From from um, the
0: for, from, from the cover you're like, "Oh, death of Wolverine." Yeah. Oh, okay, he's dead.
1: So uh, I suggest that everyone changes their homepage to my current favorite website on the internet, which is iswolverinestilldead.com.
0: Which is per- beautiful, perfect.
1: It's so it's so well done, and you know what I like? There's there's websites like isitchristmasyet.com or something, and you know it just says no until the one day it is Christmas, and it says yes this one i like they actually put a lot of effort into the background is hilarious uh it Mm -hmm. does it does say you know yes wolverine is still dead please check back in but then they also actually have uh a bunch of like news about this wolverine appearances since his quote death and then they have a list they have further reading the history of the death of wolverine and they have a whole bunch of links like whoever whoever set this up kudos good to you I am I am very impressed with the amount of effort. And uh, I will actually be checking out this website.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's pretty clever, I I will admit.
1: Uh oh, okay, so it's only a matter of time before Wolverine returns. This is from the website. Uh and the super mega crossover event Wolverine Reborn complete with weapon etched die cut 3d hologram foil embossed milo <laughs> minara button the air variant covers for the special wolverine <laughs> reborn, reborn number one point now point snicked debut issue and of course will lead into long-awaited crisis on infinite wolverines
0: beautiful beautiful beautiful
1: fantastic well keep your eyes on that site folks we have got ooh, we have got so much i'm so excited okay let's just let's talk about a little bit edge of spider verse number five so
0: i um yeah tell tell me because you you were you were fre- you're the freshest to it yeah I, I read it like more than five minutes before you
1: yeah so i uh i'm actually this is the first edge of spider verse book i've read i still haven't read the spider gwen issue um and the whole idea is they're kind of doing the multiversity thing on a much more focused scale right it's Mm -hmm. we get these snapshots of these different uh universes that all have a spider-man and they're basically it's a little story about that spider-man and at the end they're getting recruited for this big fight that's coming and this uh this issue we focused on penny parker who is a a spider-man of japan basically
0: Uh, i think they're i don't think they're in japan Really? Well, maybe they yeah. are. I well, thought Aunt I thought May did. I was Aunt May looked white, but but Uncle Ben looked Asian or Japanese, whatever you want to say.
1: Yeah, it was. So it's it's a little ambiguous. I thought they. I thought that it was. Anyway, um, and, and it's not quite Spider Man. It's how is there even a pronunciation to that?
0: spitter I don't. Spider. It's basically spider. Well, yeah, but it has it has to... slash slash dr.
1: Yeah so it's a was it a government program anyway yeah, so there's it, a little ambig- yeah. ambiguity it's, it's, there's this program called spider essentially and Penny Parker who is a teenage girl uh, goes off and fights uh, in this very anime inspired even galleon suit uh and i you know it's it's very heavily anime influenced obviously uh and i really enjoyed it i really like uh the daredevil that appears in this also it took me a minute to realize that was daredevil <laughs> uh but yeah there, there was there was definitely a way that this could have gone where it could have been too anime you know it could have mm-hmm. the people could have had really really wide eyes and you know, it could have been a a little more, like, man, isn't Japan so weird? And this really showed like a a respect and reminded me, you know, of of stuff like Akira. Uh, where, oh yeah, it,
0: it was. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: Where where the art Ak- style? Akira. Yeah, the art style is definitely you know in, Japanese influenced, but it's not the wide eyed, very simple line style that we see in a lot of stuff. Uh, it. I mean, what what are your thoughts on the
0: book? Well, you're you're definitely around on the influence. It's clearly manga inspired. I mean, he wears the Evangelion. Is it Evangelion or Evangelion?
1: Evangelion is how I've always heard it Ev- pronounced. Evangelion. Oh. I don't know. I
0: Evangelion. Anyway. It definitely. I mean, the the spider or SP slash SDR is clearly an Evangelion robot. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. I mean, literally, like the the second. When it shows the page with uh, uh, Penny and Daredevil jumping down, and I'm just like, I'm like, like, like in a second, I was like, oh, that's the Ghost and the shell girl and then I looked at the other two guys, and I'm like, oh, those are people on her team, huh. and I was like, oh, that's that's funny, like little little reference, and then you get to the next page, and they're beating up, um, not Tetsuo, what's his name, Kaneda, from Akira. Oh, oh I didn't and even know Akira. that until you mentioned that yeah. right now. They totally
1: it? are, yeah. Yeah,
0: and like they show like the Ghost in the Shell people, and there's probably some other anime references for these people that I don't 100 percent realize. But I mean, clearly this was manga influenced. But I mean, literally just reading this issue, I would love to see. Oh,
1: and you know what? Uh, when they're in the classroom. There's two or yeah. three of them. Three of the kids from Evangelion are in the classroom. Oh with my
0: god, you're right. I just noticed that.
1: So wow, I didn't even notice all of these references just packed in. There's, got, there's gotta yeah. be more too. Anyway,
0: there's, yeah. So I mean, it's 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 definitely uh, uh, a show exhibits a love of manga and anime um but it it, it it in a very short order it definitely created a world that i would love to see more of mm-hmm. you know i don't think this is gonna get you know get a serious commitment from marvel in the way that spider gwen did and if if it did i would want it to actually be from gerard way and jack wyatt
1: no but if they were to uh, do like
0: a graphic novel yeah, a yeah sort of one-shot
1: story out of this i would absolutely love it i'd pick it up
0: oh yeah yeah it doesn't have to be an ongoing some things just don't need to be ongoing so mm-hmm. with this yeah, no. This this was. This is a world worth revisiting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I love it the little bits of the end where she's interacting with Spider Ham and Old Man Spidey. Um, is that, just, is that just who really that is? Old the, mans, really? Yeah, the, the older he's from J. Michael Straczynski's Amazing Spider-Man number five hundred. He's just an older Peter Parker. I love that suit though. It's everyone loves that suit. It's such a cool it was suit. all. It, it's it's a, just a little anecdote. It, there was an issue where a Spider-Man met a tailor, okay. and I can't remember if he was if he was doing if he was tailoring for supervillains or just. In, I think it was specifically for supervillains. villains. Mm-hmm. Um, but Peter got like he he wasn't a bad guy or anything. He just he was a tailor, and um, like Peter and him talked, and then like before they parted ways, or I think maybe Peter came back to him, and then and then when they were parting ways, he was like, hey, you know, like your your costume something something like you know i had some ideas and he like shows him pages that has the costume on it okay and then cool. and later in one of the different issue i think it was the number 500 they flash forward to peter wearing that costume as an older man huh. um, and other stuff goes down and it's also in reference to the very first issue of j michael, j. michael straczynski's run where peter is kind of like swinging around and trying to bend steam and he's talking about how he doesn't have any pockets on his costume. <laughs> nice. That, that's my little anecdote. I, ah. and I, the only reason I'm thinking about this is because last night I just was – I literally – I had Marvel Unlimited up on my iPad, mm-hmm. and I just started reading the first issue of his run again because that, that was a run, and I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show. That was like the run of Spider-Man that like cemented my need to like read Spider-Man. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: know what I'm saying? So it's definitely that – you know, everyone thinks of that time where like – that's my superman that's my batman that's my so-and-so j michael Michael straczynski's spider-man run is where i place my spider-man yeah yeah so anyway that was a little aside what were we talking about oh yeah edge of spider verse number number five five. it it was a cool book i definitely would love to see more from that world and i hope that even though it won't be under gerard way's pen or jack wyatt's art that we'll see more of sp slash last dr you know penny and, uh, parker and all them penny parker we'll just see it's a it's a hawk eye situation all over again yeah um and and spider-verse as the book goes on
1: yeah i like because th- there's there's some really interesting stuff here that i would really like to see more of you know we have the uh uh the like the spider that only she can see
0: that, yeah, I couldn't get that. Was she the only one that sees the spider because the spider does something with the has something to do with the machine itself.
1: Yeah, and it also is kind of giving her advice in a way. Yeah. You know, it kind of it it tells her that okay, you know, you should go with them. Um and anyway, uh there's uh Sorry, uh, Mysterio. I really like this version of Mysterio, and I feel like there's so much there. Like they could have so much fun with implementing some of the villains into this world. Mm-hmm. It would be, I'd be really cool to see. And you know, it's, what it's, else it's, would happen? It's
0: kind of funny because that version of Mysterio, I you know how it says five years later, and then it's talking about the eye. Like it totally uh-huh. reminded me of Future's End. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can kind of see that. Oh, anyway. I this makes this makes me want to read some of the other Spider Verse books too, like the Edge of Spider Verse ones.
0: I, I mean, I read the first one, which was from Spider Man Noir. That was oh. you know it was good. I I've actually read two or three issues of the first Spider Man Noir series, and then I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one was of course the Gwen Stacy book, which was good. Uh, I what's what's left three three and four. Um, one of them is I think a self contained horror Spider Man horror book. Okay. And I, I'm blanking on what number 4 was cuz I didn't pick it up. I forgot to pick it up.
1: Oh. But
0: um but yeah, I mean it's that's one of the, that's one of the things where some, where an event like Spider-Verse can really shine. Um where like yes you get all these alternate takes and it can seem overcrowded, but you get these little moments like Edge of Spider-Verse number 5 where you get a window into a world and you're almost frustrated because this might be all you ever really get from it.
1: Yeah. It's definitely that same thing with multiversity, you know. I'm excited for the next one, and I know there's gonna be some worlds of multiversity where it's gonna just be, hey, that was really fun to read this one issue, you know, get this little glimpse, and you know, let's move on. And there's some that I'm gonna read and I'm gonna be like, Man, I want more of this. I want to see this world. I I mm-hmm. want I want Aladdin to pick me up on a magic carpet and tell me if he can show me the world. The whole we... world. Exactly, but unfortunately, that you know, may never be so. And with, might with never be so. With that heartbreak, we carry on. Let's talk just real briefly about Robin Rises. Or what do you Batman think so far, Batman and Robin?
0: Batman, Robin, Robin Rises. The Robin oh. Rises story by Robin. <laughs> Chapter one.
1: Chapter one. Uh. Book one, The Robin Supremacy. <laughs> so I'm an unabashed... What do you think? I, I'm an unabashed fan of, of of the Batman series. I've really enjoyed Batman and Robin. I, I really, really loved it when you had Grant Morrison on there. And uh, Tomasi took a little bit of time for me to warm up to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm really enjoying uh, Tomasi and Gleason as a team. They are really they have a special chemistry with this book now they really get it mm-hmm. and the storyline we're in now where he is in apocalypse apocalypse what is it
0: like apocalypse it's a- apocalypse so it's
1: apocalypse I, I i don't know for some reason i always it's I just spell,
0: it's spelled fine but it, it, it is apocalypse
1: okay so he's on apocalypse and he's trying to stop them from reviving dark side using the body of damian wayne and we know this is all leading up to a new, or you know, not maybe not a new. We know this is leading up to a Robin, or someone taking up the mantle of Robin in December. This issue actually had a couple of surprises for me. Number you one, tell. well, number one, we got to see the suit working, uh, which I thought that suit was super rad. Uh, the Hell Bat it, it you, you you know you mentioned earlier that it works like venom uh which it totally does and it's it's totally an awesome suit uh the the thing that really surprised me was that i i thought that uh batgirl jason and uh tim drake were all gonna be in gotham protecting it while he was doing this and they come back and get you know they, they come back and they they trick cyborg into letting or to getting them to apocalypse and then cyborg goes there as well. Like that's the big surprise for me is that now suddenly cyborg is in this story mm-hmm. and, and so is Titus. And if they kill Titus, I'm going to be
0: pissed. Like rock, like they bring Damien back, but then his dog dies at the same time. I would be
1: so upset. Um, so I, I you know, what I'm enjoying about the story is that I don't really know what's going to happen, you know, Hmm.
0: This could go it, so very many ways, and you're you're right, and it and it's one of those things. But by, by, by the end of it, though, it's sort of like so much effort is being put into rescuing rescuing Damien's body, or that this is somehow leading to Damien's resurrection. Either they're going to promote it, uh, like the, the characters within are either going to promote it or prevent it. At the end of the day, like if it somehow ends with like another like like Bruce just again sort of coming to terms with the fact that his son is dead and then moving on and then like Carrie Kelly popping back in and being like alright I'll be Robin you know like if, if Damien isn't Robin by the end of this even if you don't want him to be Robin it's like for story purposes it doesn't make sense to waste so much pages on a twist you know where like yeah. you're expecting to be this but it doesn't actually end up being that yeah but I don't, I don't know if I'm expecting it to be Damien
1: at the end of this
0: Expecting.
1: I know, and that's kind of the way that it's all going. And part of me just doesn't want it to be. I know he's been dead, for, actually, for a fairly long amount of time.
0: Comic book-wise. It's only comic been book-wise. like a year right. and a half to two years.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, but still, that, that's, a, that's a fairly decent amount of time. Um, excuse me. So, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I mean... I damien's body's like in process of being revived though right it still has that
0: it's 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 in that substance it's like in carbonite basically
1: yeah but but isn't there some like of the lazarus pit juice that's like slowly reviving him
0: that's I, in I don't i didn't read robin or Rises omega or alpha whichever the first one was it was um, it, it was
1: just before that one and i I don't think you were really reading the batman and robin book before then were you
0: i i i think i read it was robin it was batman and raz al ghul and i vaguely remember the fight i don't remember what was going i know that he was trying to dunk them in the lazarus pits i just don't remember if it happened
1: there was something where this particular lazarus um was like it it had to it had to be they had to spend 24 hours within it Mm mm-hmm um let me see. Leaving Batman, injured Damien's fate. The resurrection fails, leaving Ross. Okay, so maybe. Uh, okay, so maybe that that's not what's going on. I, I apparently was wrong. So he's still just a corpse. Um,
0: he's just a corpse?
1: He's just a corpse. I don't know.
0: He's I, just a corpse. Keep going. Uh,
1: so, so here's also what I could see this going down as where we get to the end of this story you you know next issue we kind of have like the big the big moment where everyone teams up to help save damien's body and batman kind of has this revelation of i you know i do because because those three uh batgirl red robin and red hood are all currently wearing you know wearing robin outfits right they are standing in as as robin in this story and mm-hmm. if it kinda gets to, you know, he's fighting with them and that just kinda ignites something in him that he needs a Robin and thus he begins to seek one out and maybe it leads mm-hmm. to being Carrie Kelly. Like I would totally be down with that. I'm totally cool with that. If it is Damien, I'm gonna begrudgingly I'll be like, Oh, I can't believe they resurrected Damien, but secretly I'll be waving a tiny
0: flag that says, Yay Damien. Like you get uh, it's like one hand you get more Damien, but you, you it's it again, it comes back to that that marketing versus Mm-hmm. you know like the like money versus creativity and at the end of the day like from a marketing standpoint it makes sense to bring back a popular character and having them but yeah. because in the same way that the characters have had to go through grieving process our investments in the characters we also feel something similar and so now by bringing them back you're sort of you're focused more on the the market like the the profitability of it than the, the personal aspect
1: mm-hmm. and if 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 this is a resurrection it's one of the few resurrections in comics that I will feel was earned in a lot of ways where they've put Mm -hmm. just so much into it that I'll, I'll feel okay with it. Rather than just being like, by the way, guys, uh, he's back off panel. Like he's been here for months. We just never, you know, scooted the camera over and showed you that Nightcrawler (laughs) was really alive. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. We've got what, two more books until, this all gets resolved, or until there's a Damien, or until there's a Robin. It's
0: December, so we got two months. We got two months.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated. But I, I, mean, I love that suit.
0: It's a sweet, sweet suit. The the, the hell bad suit. Yeah. 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 All right, let's. Th- that'll be another like forty years before he figures out how to get the Batman Beyond armor to work.
1: Whatever, man. Whatever.
0: <laughs> you can make a Venom suit, but you can't get the Batman Beyond armor to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it has to have it has to have a artificial intelligence, uh, Pennyworth in it, and that's like really difficult to do. Yeah. All right. Speaking. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of yeah. Albus uh, Pennyworth. Uh, Albus. I, was, I, I just wanted to see what... Al-
0: Albus, like, like Albus Dumbledore. Yes. I was just curious what you would
1: say if I pause and for a moment let that sink in alright speaking of Alfred let's talk a little bit uh, let's do an event update here let's do a (laughs)
0: event
1: update Batman Eternal which prominently features Alfred's constantly fluctuating weight (laughs) have you noticed that he's suddenly fat Uh,
0: you know it's artistic interpretation don't mess with creativity
1: and we also apparently have determined that uh, when Red Hood wills it, his mask has a mouth. Yes. <laughs>
0: all right. Oh, all... I still don't like that costume.
1: It's t- it's awful with a mouth. And, like, the mouth emotes. It, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, Batman Eternal still going on. Issue 28 came out today. Uh, you mentioned that you felt like all of these, you know, we're just kind of treading water at this point. And sitting down and reading them all at once, it felt like some progress was being made personally from how I was reading it. But then I got to this latest issue, and they're like a turning point, you know, something big was gonna happen. Nope, it's really we are just kind of treading water at this point.
0: Well, no, I mean, in in, in technically, like something big did happen. Catwoman accepting right. her fate, being you know as being the daughter of a crime lord, and now you know you're gonna move over but now you're moving over you know they might reference it in batman eternal but now that's the catwoman titles problem Mm -hmm. and that's yeah and that's going to be
1: a big thing post eternal
0: yeah and that and that's okay that's cool that that you know that, that, that 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 the book can act like a springboard uh that's not necessarily my primary concern it's that if hush it's not. It's not also centered on like the bad guy itself. Like, I, I, if Hush is the big bad, or if there's someone even bigger behind the scenes, you know, great. But it's, 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 it's at that point now where because, you know, now that we've seen Endgame, and we don't, we don't know everything, and we probably won't know. Endgame won't reveal everything before the finale. Like they, they just they wouldn't have worked. They wouldn't have allowed Endgame to happen mm-hmm. with that in mind. You know. But at the same time, even something like Alfred being okay, maybe not up, to, not a hundred percent. I have some thoughts on Endgame, but we'll get to that later. But, but you know that you know, like literally three issues before it was when he got injected, and we're already like, oh, well, he's going to be okay. Like, not that we, I mean, who who would ever want to be the one to kill Alfred? No one in the history comics will ever want to kill Alfred oh, no. because you, they you, will be you hated.
1: Yeah, you you just can't. That would that would be viewed so terribly by everyone even if you write like the most compelling story like that is destroying so much about batman and there's even something i don't i don't think it was this issue of eternal but maybe the issue before or something where he's talking to alfred's daughter and he just mentions like alfred is the one who is carrying me through this
0: yeah you
1: know he's the one who's carrying me through being batman and if you remove that it's like he might as well just stop being batman
0: Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. might as
1: it might as well just be done anyway.
0: we should we should attempt to write a story about Alfred dying. <laughs> it just...
1: it should be like that. Um, oh, I forget what it's called, but it's the Spider Man story where he's God and Uncle Ben dies every page, oh, and yeah. and he just brings him back.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah, I, I remember that one. I it's been a while since I've read that. Oh man, yeah, honestly, but, the, the, but, but think of it the death of alfred it can be a four issue five dollar <laughs> mini series you know you know he's gonna die at the end when he gets covered by liquid adamantium but well, i mean liquid like, adamantium no it'd be like it'd be a bunch of bats sorry it would be the the hell bat suit would like melt on him you'd be like i can be batman when i wear this suit and it's gonna melt on you be like oh alfred
1: like i'd really like to think that the first three issues are really just alfred like i mean even like all of the issues are just alfred doing day-to-day stuff and then the last exactly. one is he like he gets down there and he like he's kind of polishing the hellbat and like accidentally rocks it back and then it falls forward on him and crushes him.
0: Yep, that's a story. Like, three ish, it's, it's, three the... issues of house cleaning.
1: It's just and then the last issue he's cleaning the cave.
0: Actually, in a lot of ways, that's what how Death of Wolverine felt. Like each issue was was supposed to like kind of feel like a particular era of Wolverine. Like one issue is kind of about Japan. Ones about. Um, sort of like that—the the, the sort of street clothes wearing Wolverine, so on and so forth. Like the finale is Weapon X, hmm. um, but really, like the first three issues, you know, kind of just felt like house cleaning, like in a sense, like okay, I'm going to this place and taking care of this place, and you know, it, 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 like it was it, you know, it's kind of like putting your affairs in order before you die, right? It, which is about as exciting as that seems, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Batman, but Death, of, Death of Alfred. It's um, Alfred. It. Yeah, it's coming. And then, and then look for Alfred rises. <sighs> Alfred rises, uh, Beta, and then Gamma. <laughs> yes. And
1: don't worry, we we we've got this down pat. No, it'll be like an event where where Batman goes to all these different universes to collect different Alfreds, but none of them, yep. none of them are quite right. Oh And man. there's
0: one. And there's one where there's a boy. There's a there's a girl named. Um, um, Bruce Tina cause I can't think of an actual name girl name that starts with a B and she pilots a giant bat robot suit and she's got a tiny imaginary Alfred butler that, that hangs out on her and gives her advice cause, she, cause, she, gets, cause she
1: gets bit by a radioactive butler
0: yes and, <laughs> and she's genetically compatible to drive a bat robot with like the imaginary friend Alfred the butler
1: now see here's here's what i'm imagining he's gonna find the like the perfect nearly perfect copy of alfred but he'll have like one major flaw where like his hands are going to be giant lobster claws or something it's just you know he'll be perfect in every way except for this one very odd difference
0: you know i know it would be too obvious for dc to do like a Batverse version of spider-verse but at the same time how awesome would it be to have a bunch of a plus caliber artists working on various versions of batman all hanging out together
1: yeah that'd be cool how they i mean this isn't quite the same but in batman the brave and the bold there's a whole bunch of batman who get together to fight
0: well well it's like it's like the the Batman of All Nations and all that, but Oh oh, I mean like alternate reality Batman? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I haven't watched that episode. Because I I I think the Batman of All Nations appeared in the show too.
1: Uh I think is that maybe what it no, 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 I don't think it that's what it was. It was it was ones from like different dimensions. There was like the uh the Zoro type Spanish looking one. There's like one that has a giant brain. I can't remember. It was it was pretty fun though. I actually really enjoyed Batman: The Brave and the Bold. It was a cute show. There, there was some. Yeah. There's some line about. That I'm not even gonna try to. Think. Anyway, anyway. Uh, what were you we talking about here? Batman Eternal. <laughs> That's a thing.
0: Batman Eternal. This is... Oh yeah, I don't think we've really mentioned the. Uh, I don't. I, I read it earlier, and then I, I read a lot of comic books today. Yeah. But it. It's, it's, and and you're right. Like, there's something about to be said about Future's End where, even though it's had multiple artists, like, there's something, there's a continuity about their styles. Yeah. It's really jarring and eternal. It's like, it's like multiple artists, but all with very distinct styles, which in and of itself is, can be okay. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, there is no, there is no continuity artistically. Yeah. And, uh I feel like a lot of these artists who I imagine are generally pretty good because of the the tight schedule like it's a little bit of artwork, rushed work you feel like it's not it's hard to say rushed cuz I don't exactly know what was going through their heads maybe it sounds like they're actually fairly ahead of schedule on this book right. you know but well you would you hope know, so you would hope so yeah for a weekly book but it just feels like you're that if you had given this artist even more leeway like mm-hmm. time to like put out a single issue like kind of like the way Greg Capullo looked and that the first the end game issue Mm -hmm. you know that that like you would just seem more solid with this it's just sort of like we need this to happen in this panel this to happen in this panel it's got to come out on a weekly basis just do the best that you can you know yeah people were i think people were trying but it just didn't just not all that not every issue feels
1: well it's really hard to because you'll have you'll have an issue one week that has just really good art like the the one for this week um where are my comics hold on just a sec i want to i want to make sure that i know what i'm talking about before i start talking yeah so this this issue i actually really like the artist on this this issue and i really liked their take on killer croc but mm-hmm. you know next week we might oh and i really love that flamingo is back by the way totally so okay. forgot to mention that that is a great character from morrison's run um but, you know, next week we could have somebody and and everyone's going to look drastically different. Yeah. You know, Killer Croc is, is not going to have the same, like, feel to him. And it's it's fine. Like, I get why it works. But I just, you know, I love, like, some of these issues I'm like, man, I want this guy to be doing the book all the time.
0: Uh, I hear you. I like, hear you. I, I
1: mean, I really think, who was it? This was uh, Megan Hetrick. And I really thought Megan Hetrick did a good job with this issue.
0: Did did you ever read Brian Azzarello's short run on Batman? Uh, I don't think I have. Wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, crap. What is it called? Broken City. Six issues, Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso from 100 Bullets.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, the 100 Bullets the, team. That's the 100 on there.
0: Bullets team on it. Six issues. I mean,
1: he's done some Batman stuff
0: here yeah. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but. You should read Broken City. It also has a much more less monstrous Killer Croc, and he's a pimp. Nice. I mean, that's how that's how Killer Croc <laughs> nice. was. That's how Pimps, Killer Croc wasn't. Nice. Shut it. That's. <laughs> oh, maybe
1: I have. I think. Uh, I don't remember. No, I did. It's been a long time. You did read it. It's. Oh man, this is. I mean it's this, this is issue 620 through 625 that was so long ago. It
0: came out it was the story that followed Hush.
1: Okay. Oh, I think I've read it. I can't it's, it, it, ends, it's it ends
0: he's solving the the murder of these parents from this boy and it turns out that it was the boy himself that murdered them. Well, that's Hush. No. Well, that that's Hush's story, but that that part of the story was actually established post Hush. Uh anyway, so, but it, yeah. Um, I mean, this kid's never been seen again, but that was the, the basic premise of. Oh, movie. so you know but what I? It was good.
1: You know what I actually really, I, I, I liked when they were doing the Hush backstory in Eternal. They attempted to emulate what uh, they did with Hush. I mean, do you remember when they were when they were? Yeah, telling...
0: yeah, they they did that, and I think it's one of those things where they did it for another character that I, I'm blanking on earlier in Eternal. Where again, like I felt that it. It wasn't as impactful to me the Mm -hmm. way that it was executed because it it just feels like, oh, and by the way, this character that we've deemed really important to the story, this is kind of why you should find them a big deal. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, but, you know, I just really like they're like, hey, we're going to recap Hush for you and we're going to tell it in the same style that Jim Lee used, you know, back when he was, when he, when they did Hush uh you know that like that very like the the gray all the like the gray tones with a little bit of color here and there
0: and i think that again this is just part, this might just be my problem but this is something that's kind of and it's, it's not uh an unforgivable issue but because the new 52 is 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 new in some aspects but not new in others mm-hmm. it's sort of like saying like like yes these characters have met before but you've never seen them meet before, but they they have. And it sort of kind of happened like that really important, popular story that everyone likes, except for these key differences that we're now going to take time out of the main story to refresh you on.
1: Yeah. I think they they definitely, they definitely did change his origin up a little bit,
0: a little bit. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's sort of like, okay. I mean, I understand that Hush is a big Batman character in more recent years, but it, it's just one of those things where i feel like he would have been better served if if they were going to use him as at least one of the main big bads it's just like completely new like brand new like just ignore hush and all of that all that stuff and just start him over you know instead of being like actually like we've met before this you know hush has pulled this kind of crap before yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah i hear what you're saying we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, I mean, we still got like half a year on this story, yeah, you know obviously they have something planned but in in the interest of time, because I know we're we're probably gonna go long this evening, which is fine by me, it's cool, but let's you know let's let's not forsake uh what we're really here to do, which is threaten your family in uh, possibly horrible ways. <sighs>
0: You no, know, just because I know it's coming, my my ability to emote is much more subdued. All right, well, it's like, so, that's so you, a up all over a again. A up again. So you're not going to yep. feel
1: bad when you watch your uh, family and loved ones get torn apart by the uh, by by ravenous packs of squirrels if you fail to pass the Squirrel Girl quiz.
0: Oh my God! Really, Squirrel Girl? Yeah. Squirrel girl.
1: Squirrel girl. And you know what? I didn't make this as hard as I could have. So you're welcome. Yeah, well, you're so ungrateful, Nick. Oh yeah, by the way, people,
0: breaking news, squirrel girl is getting her own book. That's there partially that's partially news.
1: the unbeatable squirrel girl. Check Man. it
0: out. I'm sure it will be cool.
1: Saying squirrel girl enough is really it's kind of destroying that word from having any meaning in my mind.
0: Squirrel, 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 girl. squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. girl. girl, girl. Have you squirrel, seen Have squirrel. you seen the
1: video of Germans attempting to pronounce the word squirrel?
0: I have not, but that sounds funny.
1: It's pretty good. Squirrel. I'll have to send it to you later. Anyway, you ready for this? You ready? Five questions. Uh,
0: I am, I'm ready.
1: All right. Let's start off simply. Who created Squirrel Girl? You can give me one of the two names.
0: Bill Mantlo No, I will
1: give you a, I will give you a <sighs> chance since you named one it was incorrect if you can name one of the other or one since there's two names if you can name one of them correctly. I'll give it to you.
0: Oh, oh, I have people that I can think
1: of just throw it out. Just go for it.
0: Um I think Bill Manlow. I don't know. I was thinking of animals and I thought Rocket cooked cooking, so I thought Bill Manlow. I was trying to think of how long she's been around. She's been around for a long time. Um, well, I guess I should define a long time.
1: All right. Hey, you know what? Just give me an answer.
0: Um, don't got it.
1: Steve Ditko and Will Murray. Hoping... Okay,
0: How long ago was she actually created?
1: I don't know. I was hoping you would give me Steve Ditko, though. You know, I really had well, hope for
0: you. I, you know, I think I may have known that, but I... 1992. Uh, see, I, I forget that Steve Ditko didn't, you know, necessarily that he he made stuff outside of, like, the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Because uh... I know, like, he's like, the, he's, like, the creator or co-creator of Speedball, and just, like, a, a, a lot of his stuff was from the 60s and 70s, so Squirrel schoolgirl I wouldn't have necessarily jump to steve dicko yeah so i think i knew that he had some hand in it
1: well you know yep. she was she was created around the time that comics were getting super serious and edgy and it's just like hey remember when comics were fun here's squirrel girl
0: yeah squirrel girl don't take it too seriously
1: all right uh that's one one failed who is question number two who is squirrel girl's alter ego
0: doreen green
1: all right look at that you got one are you do you am yeah, a squirrel knew. girl okay
0: no i I knew that because I was reading the interview about the new book like uh what last week or whenever it was announced
1: all right, uh, I'm actually gonna change one of the questions on the fly here because okay think, uh, I think this one definitely way too hard. this one might might still be a little challenging uh, Squirrel... ask it anyway you want okay you want me to ask it anyway as a freebie okay, let's see if I can we'll say it. this one, We'll we'll say this one doesn't count. What was the name of Squirrel Girl's constant squirrel companion before Tippy Toe?
0: Before Tippy Toe? Yes. It wasn't always Tippy Toe? No,
1: there was one just before Tippy Toe.
0: I don't know. It was Monkey Joe. But it was a squirrel? Yep. That's a weird name for a squirrel. After the
1: death of Monkey Joe, Squirrel Girl found a new companion. Tippy Toe. All right. All right. Squirrel Girl was a bridesmaid in whose wedding?
0: Uh, I'm going with Deadpool.
1: That is correct. That's the one I just made up on the fly there. So we're gonna give you that one. You're actually doing Who's good. Who's Deadpool's
0: wife again?
1: Isn't? Uh, isn't it is like it a vampire? Uh, no. We we've, we've talked about this on the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure. We probably
0: did, but but I just that is I wouldn't that say forgettable
1: Shika, tune, But
0: yeah, she was like some succubus or something. Yes. Of course. Uh, I'm just wondering her connection to Squirrel Girl. But I feel like Squirrel Girl is just that kind of character you'd put in anyway.
1: Well, yeah. it's. I mean, it was that cover that had the most, like, heroes on it. I think they just stuffed in whoever's the funniest. And uh, in this case, it was Squirrel Girl. Okay. Uh, where's the quiz? Here we go. Who does Squirrel Girl work as a nanny for?
0: Uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. I knew that
1: oh man you know what i really should have kept that monkey joe question because as of right now you have passed the squirrel girl quiz
0: but there's still one
1: more question all
0: right bring it on
1: which of this is multiple choice which of these characters has squirrel girl not been said to have defeated is it a wolverine b modok c ultron or d dr doom
0: I know she's defeated Doctor Doom. Who are the other three? Ultron, um MODOK Wolverine, and Wolverine. Modok. Mmm. She's taken out Wolverine. It's between Modoc and Ultron. I'm gonna go with Ultron. That she is not defeated. Right. That she's never like fought. I'm going to go with Ultron
1: I'm I'm pretty impressed here Because this is probably the first week That you've ever gotten 4 out of 5 correct (laughs) Really should have kept that damn monkey joe question
0: Yep But you didn't and I still win
1: Look at that Your family is not going to die At the hands of a bunch of ravenous rodents
0: And my emotions stay the same
1: Congratulations I'm so disappointed in myself
0: You let me win.
1: I let myself down. All right, so we have got so much news. So much news. And I guess you know this isn't this isn't that important, but let's talk about the Walking Dead briefly. Came back on Sunday.
0: Uh, Uh, No spoilers.
1: It pulled in huge ratings. I think it was something like 17 million. Uh, It surpassed Sunday Night Football.
0: which depending which is incredible.
1: Depending on the week, though, could be not that big a deal. But, I mean, that is actually a pretty big deal that they surpass Sunday Night Football. And Season 6 has already been renewed. Uh, when I came across all this news stories, I just kind like of, move, like, moved on mentally. Because in my head, for some reason, The Walking Dead is no longer comic related. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. it is. But I feel like when it comes to the show, it's such a separate thing that I just don't mm-hmm. register it for some reason. Mm-hmm. but yeah big numbers uh i i'm caught up on the show i'm watching it i'm surprised uh that the show has such a following and has these huge numbers people must really really love graphic violence
0: who doesn't love graphic violence I mean, David? the
1: story is just not that great
0: but this show man do you feel like it's not that great in comparison with a comic I don't know if you how far you've gotten I've read, I've read to
1: issue 100 I know it's, it's Oh, a, you have read
0: up to issue 100? Yeah
1: okay. uh, You know I know people have conflicted feelings On the story of the comic I, I think a lot of people gave up on it Early on though And if they'd stuck with it They would have seen that it's actually changed quite a bit and The I, comic? Yeah. yeah I mean because you know the story used to be We're going to go somewhere Everything seems great Something horrible happens We move on Mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that's definitely changed and i i like uh i like this the comic I like the story it's you know it's not amazing necessarily it's definitely how Robert kirkman uh butters his bread and it, it's <laughs> making him ridiculous amounts of money and I don't know how it's been since issue one hundred but i i you know i i genuinely enjoyed it I wouldn't have read something that long if I wasn't enjoying it mm-hmm and I still want to catch up on where we are now. But yeah, you know, good on Walking Dead for insanely massive ratings. It's kind of ridiculous. In the.
0: Okay. Yeah, good for them.
1: In the in the 2013 2014 season, it was one of the uh, top 10 shows in, in terms of ratings, which mm-hmm. is crazy for a show that's not on basic cable. You know? Like, that mm-hmm. many people are tuning in. People have bought AMC. What the heck? Anyway, New York Comic Con has surpassed San Diego Comic Con in terms of attendance.
0: How does that That's... make you feel?
1: Well, uh, fine. I, I mean, <laughs> it, I
0: know. How, how does that make you feel?
1: No, it, it's it's cool because San Diego has become more of a m- media expo, uh, you know, with movies and new york comic-con felt a little bit more like a comic
0: convention yeah yeah that's your that's your whole thoughts here that, that, that that's my take yeah no you're <laughs> right and, and it's a lot of people i was reading about like oh why didn't dc announce these movie slates the uh-huh. the movie slate at, at new york comic-con and maybe from that perspective not that dc announced a whole lot of stuff at comic-con regardless but it's, you know, kind of a, well, this is a comic convention, not a movie convention. Yeah. Sure, there's some synergy there where if you announced them, I don't think it would have been, it wouldn't have been take, received poorly. But, you know, I feel like they there was no reason why they couldn't have announced it at New York Comic Con and yet waited until, like, the day after mm-hmm. to do it. By day after, I mean, like, three days later. Yeah. And
1: it's really interesting, the two different approaches that DC and Marvel had to New York Comic Con because dc was really they just came in there They're like guys aren't comics great like we really love comics let's talk about batman because the 75th anniversary of batman let's have a panel that's all about the women of comics like this you know it, it's just so much fun in and, and marvel meanwhile it's just like here's a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up holy crap we got all the stuff we have coming up oh man big announcements let's just go ahead and talk about those right now before we we talk about the uh captain america 3 thing Let's talk about Marvel's uh eighteen events for next year.
0: <laughs> um let's keep well, well, uh, I mean, they...
1: we have we have Secret Wars, uh
0: uh-huh.
1: we have Civil War, we have Years of Future Past, we have Age of Ultron versus Marvel zombies. Uh-huh. Is there anything else I'm missing there?
0: I think that's all. All that's out so far, but okay. I think it'd be important to note that we don't know if these are actually separate events or teasing what I assume to be the larger Secret War story.
1: Yeah. So, give us your theory on that. What do you think's happening here?
0: Basically, what I just said. I think that like the the Civil War, Years of Future Past, uh, all that. I think it's it's all pointing towards Secret Wars because Secret Wars is basically a conglomerate of alternate universes. And this is a way, you know, it's the Secret Wars is kind of being almost built as like the event to end all events, though I suppose it's been all events. Um, <laughs> but but it's it's done in a way where something like revisiting Civil War or Days of Future Past or or Age of Ultron versus you know Marvel Zombies or whatever uh, can all be explored under that umbrella. So it could potentially end up being separate miniseries. But I think that they all end up being related to uh, Secret Wars. That's okay. my theory.
1: Well, and, and they and they've said that uh, Secret Wars is basically going to be Marvel's uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? That's sort of the idea.
0: That's sort of what it's all been sort of driving to, yeah.
1: Because Marvel has been very free in creating these alternate universes, and. Do you feel like maybe they've gotten a little out of hand and this is them saying, all right, we need to kind of rein stuff in a little bit?
0: No, I mean, a lot of stories from Marvel over the last two or three years have involved alternate realities or time travel, but I think a lot of that's been intentional.
1: Uh, I'm not saying it's um, intentional.
0: I think as far as reigning it in, uh, if anything, Secret Wars sounds like they're they're setting up a bomb. Well, no, no that's, that's um, what that's
1: what I mean. Like they they're saying, okay, we have all these different universes. Like we're getting kind of crazy. Let's you know, let's consolidate stuff a
0: bit. Maybe, maybe and the thing is, it's different from like DC's christ on Earths because really, that was in partly. In part designed to take these separate publishing initiatives and put them all under one universe. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Marvel, like yeah, they have a, like a bajillion alternate future timelines, time travel, wama jammies, or whatever. But there's always just the main Marvel universe, so there there's no real need to do to to merge anything, you know. Right. Um, it, it could somehow allow them to make certain continuity changes, but it's one of those things where I. Like, uh, Axel Alonzo, the editor-in-chief of Marvel, uh, in some of his interviews, he'll, like, usually jokingly end it by, like, say, like about to say, well, maybe we'll find out after the reboot. But before he can finish the word reboot, he cuts himself off. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things where Marvel wants you to believe that, that you know, again, that it's being rumored that, that Marvel could be leading to a reboot, but not mm-hmm. actually. Hmm. You yeah. know, so... I don't know. But it's definitely going to lead to some, you know, again, it's like going to be like Marvel Now or Avengers Now. It's going to be some refresh, so to speak, of the line.
1: You, you know what You know what? big thing I think is going to happen at the end of this? What? That uh, somehow they're going to resolve everything. Everything's going to be back to normal. And it's going to be like, oh, man, it really looks like nothing has changed. And they're going to, like, pan over to Wolverine sitting there and being like, yep, nope, nothing's changed. And we're just going to move on <laughs> with Wolverine being back.
0: Wolverine yep Wolverine's just there, and the, I, I they, someone mentioned that Wolverine will play an important part in the book, but he he's will also in, uh, to
1: be dead. in years of future past, he's on the cover that they teased or the poster they
0: teased well that's that's what I mean. I think that it's going to end up just be if if Wolverine plays a role, it's not going to be the Wolverine, but a Wolverine you yeah th- th-
1: that sort of seems to be the thing because there's some talk of what a Wolverine ongoing in January. But they're saying yes, well, they're,
0: there's, there's, Yeah but they're saying it's, it's not gonna be Wolverines.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna be this Logan. It's gonna be a different Logan or something, I guess. I don't no, know. No, no no Okay. So, okay, so that's so that's hit.
0: one of the announcements, I suppose. Wolverines. It's Wolverines, it's a weekly book, and it stars X twenty three, Dawkins, Sabretooth, and Mystique. And I think Lady Death.
1: Okay, so so they're just picking up from Logan Legacy, essentially. Picking,
0: yeah. Essentially, yeah.
1: Okay. That's basically <sighs> all there is. I, I have no emotions on that. Hey, was there any crazier backlash than the internet when uh, Marvel announced, "Hey, we're revisiting
0: Civil War"? I there's some funny stuff for sure.
1: There, I, I remember looking at uh, somebody's Tumblr, which I'm never on there, but I found out there's another like comic podcaster in Virginia, and I, I was looking at their Tumblr, and they had. You know the Civil War poster, and then right under was my favorite uh, picture from uh, N- Next Wave when they're all you know f- them from the Civil War cover, and it's like who cares, uh, Mark Millar blows goats or whatever, and I'm like and oh, it's yeah. like this is the only appropriate response to anything related to Civil War. <laughs>
0: that's that's probably true but like but looking looking yeah, at reddit that...
1: and stuff like people immediately were like what no why we've already done this song
0: and dance and that's and that's one thing that's one thing about the internet that yes there's a lot of people on the internet but obviously there's a lot of things that people bitch about mm-hmm. on the internet that doesn't necessarily directly relate to sales and at the end of the day yeah, oh, it's, it's,
1: it's going to be, it be a huge and whatever they're doing is going to pull in big numbers and that's what is mind blowing to me
0: yeah uh, so I mean they're definitely going to make the money you know qu- quality of execution uh, if Hickman's at the helm I'm inclined to believe that it's going to have a level of quality about it you know what I'm saying that and that's really i guess what we can hope
1: for you know Mm -hmm. uh years of future past interesting that they're renaming it to that i mean obviously this is stuff that we don't know a lot about oh and the no more mutants thing i think that's that's probably also tying into this i know you have your theory that they're turning everyone into inhumans and what was your thing you were saying
0: with quicksilver no, really? no, no, no. I, I, that that's a theory that's floating out there. Okay. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. Uh, also, it was it was stated that no more mutants is actually an Avengers story, not an X Men story, and really? that it, it it comes out of the the end of Axis. Mm. So I'm I'm kind of inclined to think that maybe Remender has something to do with it. Okay, um, well, obviously, um, you would think poss- potentially, um, but the after House of M. And Scarlet Witch said, "No more mutants." And everyone like a ninety percent of the world's mutants lost their powers. Um, Quicksilver also lost power. Quicksilver, Magneto, like they've all lost their powers. Their 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 X Factor gene or whatever you want to call it, X gene is X Factor is. It's, it's such I don't a know if the word, I don't know if the right. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the word dead is or dormant, but it's inactive. Uh-huh. So he can't run fast. He Magneto can magnetize crap. Um, well, he didn't magnetize it. So, in uh, after House of M, Quicksilver's, like, washed up. He's like, oh, what did I do, blah, blah, blah. But he ends up going, he he previously was married to an inhuman named uh, Crystal, and they have a daughter. Uh, so his post-House of M adventure takes him up into the inhuman world. Um, uh-huh. And it, it's been a long time since I've read the story, but it basically amounts to him stealing the Terrigen crystals and using them and it to his power, so he has super speed again. Uh-huh. Um, and he also uses it to try and give other depowered mutants powers, but it usually happens to disastrous effect. Like, it doesn't quite work out the way that it was supposed to. Right. Um, and eventually, and I feel like uh, once they, they sort of resolved that story, they kind of forgot. I wouldn't say forget. I I'm sure someone at Marvel knows. But they basically <laughs> they basically There's just one like the lone reference.
1: the lone guy in Marvel who's like, guys, don't you remember what we did?
0: Well, it, it, this was all through Peter Peter David's X Factor run at uh-huh. post House of M. Uh he kind of picked the ball up on quick so, well it was between David Hines' miniseries Son of M and Peter David's X Factor book, who he kinda of picked up Son of M and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um but since Quicksilver exited that book, like he showed up in Avengers Academy, and now he's now he's actually in all new X Factor. Uh, and Peter David did kind of reference what Quicksilver did with the Terragens because he he was confronted by someone that he he used the Terragen crystals on. Mm-hmm. But they they haven't necessarily referenced the fact that he got his power back through Terragen crystals. Hmm. So it's, it's it's one of those things where Or did he? oh man it's been so long I'm kind of vaguely remembering an issue where he like just suddenly had his powers back but I still think it was a result of Terrigen Crystals Um, it it was a weird it was a weird time Um, but that's one of those things where you could technically say well he's not a mutant he's an inhuman because his body his powers are now a result to to, to Terrigen Crystals with Scarlet Witch it's never been set up there's never been any conclusion on page that that her powers were the result of Terrigen crystals, only that like there's a lot of backstory that from her disappearance that mm-hmm. they could fill in. Because in House of M, you could say that maybe she somehow lost her powers as a result of it as well, even though it was her fault, uh, and that maybe through the machinations of Doctor Doom that she was that she also got a variation of her powers back. But again, that's never been explicitly said, so I really don't think it's going to come down to that. But that would just be an interesting way to look at it
1: okay well hey time will tell or you know you, it could be like the jeff johns uh superboy situation and one day you'll be writing it and you'll be like this is i've decided this is truth now
0: yeah make yeah. it so <laughs> isn't, isn't that fun
1: yeah how oh, if only all right let's let's backtrack a little bit on our list here and robert downey jr has joined the cast of captain america 3 that's what how I wanted, official
0: that's, is this so let's like, reading the article it just felt like you were saying R- variety has reported on but it doesn't sound like like marvel has come out and said yes this is what we're doing this right. is official.
1: And this is and this is where everything is kind of feeling weird to me because it's not coming from marvel and they have done such a, a they've done a really good job of handling all of their announcements. Mhm. Uh, like this is something you'd would, you'd would expect Kevin Feige whatever for him to you know to sit down with someone and be like hey I've gotten a really like a really big deal I want to talk about and you know, I'm gonna to announce to you right now that hey Robert Downey Jr is gonna be in Captain America three that being said Variety is typically known to be a very reputable source in the entertainment industry I mean they reported they're the ones who reported months ago that Jason Momoa would be playing Aquaman. And today we get Mm -hmm. confirmation of that. So if variety reports it, you kind of have to look at it and say that there is a, I I don't know where we would put it in percentage, uh, but it's, it's, it's likely that this is true. And I would say that the Robert Downey Jr. Joining on is the most likely part of that to be true. Hmm. um what exactly his cameo means i don't know
0: i don't think it sounds like it's more than a cameo right like a he actually has role. he
1: actually has a role which i'm fine with and so let's just uh, and it really hurts me to even say these words that the rumor is that this is all going to launch a civil war in the marvel cinematic universe <sighs>
0: my brain hurts it, it, hurt, it, it hurts you it it, it it hurts you
1: does it doesn't it pains me so much first of all can somebody please write to me and explain to me why you want to see that storyline in a movie why you think they can possibly handle it in a two and a half hour movie that also being said there are no secret identities in the marvel universe there's not enough heroes to justify what civil war was uh, at the end of Captain America two had anybody who's potentially a superhero is now out in the open.
0: Well, like and, and their that,
1: names are out there,
0: and that's one of the things where we need to wait for Avengers two because mm-hmm. I is, is besides Ant Man isn't Captain America three kind of the next major Marvel follow up to Avengers. Uh, Avengers two, I think. I think it is because I think it's, it comes out. In, yeah, it comes out in twenty sixteen. Okay, so like, yeah, the, the same month as so so some rumors i've been hearing again this is all rumors people we're basically speculating for the fun of it um, um uh i've heard a rumor that avengers 2 is going to end with a very dras- drastically different looking avengers team and that it, it it might the ending might be a spring bird spring bird spring board for for other marvel heroes to show up yeah and so i know i know the, the
1: idea i continue.
0: So, so the, there not being enough superheroes could be squashed by the end of Avengers Two. Let's let's just let's just say that happens. Okay. The other thing is that it, that they could still create a civil war irregardless of the the, pro... the secret identity thing. Right. It simply could just be used as a schism between, you know, Captain America and Iron Man and, and the heroes kinda of falling out of side. The 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 interesting thing is that both characters are fairly anti authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Uh it's hard for me to see Marvel Tony Stark being a government stooge, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and one thing, another issue that I, I don't know, I have with the story is that it creates this thing where you have one person as the hero, you have Steve Rogers, you know, he's, he's the guy that's fighting for it, then you have one of these guys come out as the bad guy, which was Tony Stark. And I know in the comics they tried to portray things a little more even grounded but really the way that it came off was Tony Stark's an asshole is, is how that story wrapped up.
0: You're definitely right. And the, if you read just the main series there, it's Tony Stark doesn't seem as bad. Like he, he unfortunately he, you know, Captain America fulfills the na- the underdog role in the story, which people tend to naturally gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But if you really take a look at the big picture and you're only reading those seven issues, then, like, there are things where Tony Stark. Is, it's it's kind of like when you take a good like a a good character and try to put them into a, a bad situation that that their that their 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 goal is to try and make it better. Uh-huh. You know, I, it kind of reminds me of like when Daredevil was running the hand. He's running a ninja a, assassin death cult, but he's trying to turn it into a force of good. Oh, so the hand. Tony, That 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 one little story. Well, but hold um, on, so, you,
1: you know you know. Uh, why I think the hand is hilarious. What? It's because that's what the Foot Clan in Ninja Turtles is based on.
0: Oh, yes. No, I, I knew that. Okay. Anyway. um, But but in, in Civil War, you have Tony Stark trying to get out in front of it, which he basically says in the book, I'm trying to get out in front of this and be the point man for it so that it's not someone else who is less scrupulous or right. more scrupulous. Well, so someone, who,
1: someone who's so, not one of us, essentially.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So in a lot of ways, he he puts himself in a position to take a lot of heat and and there are some things he 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 has control over and there are some things he doesn't like he doesn't support the Thunderbolt program that they initiate in the story but because he's now working for the government you know when you're in that you might be in a position of authority but that doesn't mean that you're in a position to make all the decisions so he's still forced to work with these villains who are now on the government payroll and to his friends on the other side, that'd be like, "Wow, Tony, you're really sold out and all that." But again, if you're pro registration and you're pro accountability and and training and all that, then then Tony Stark, I think, was portrayed fairly in the story. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're pro registration, then obviously Captain America looks like a complete ass for putting you know gaudy, colorful costumes in front of you know. I, okay, so I know we're not talking about access too. But this almost perfectly sums it up. So so and I won't say a whole lot, but basically they're fighting the Red Skull, and Nova, the new Nova, the young Nova, is flying, is kind of flying in. Tony Stark and like Doctor Strange Scarlet, which like a bunch of the adult heroes have created this plan that like t- should totally work if executed right.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And basically, like Iron I think Iron Man saves Nova and then Nova basically comes back around and is like, hey, let me help you guys, but he's not in at the plan at all. So he just kind of flies in and does something which turns the whole plan to shit. <laughs> and it's all because Nova wasn't prepared, wasn't thinking, acted brashly, and he's a young hero. Which was basically the whole point of the registration was that it's not simply registering your identity with the government. It was also basically saying, if you're going to carry around a metaphorical gun, you need to know how to use it. Mm-hmm. You know? Which was the whole argument. Which, that, which Cap was fighting again. And then you have a story like Avengers and the X Men uh, axis, where maybe, maybe Marvel, you know, you got a bunch of guys in the room, but you know that are processing the story all at once. But you've got you have a character that acts irresponsibly in a dangerous situation, and I couldn't help but think of Civil War when I read that scene. Like, oh, of course, like this is totally pro-registration. Like, mm-hmm. Nova should never have been there simply because he has superpowers. Right, why? Why did we start talking about it? In this because part? we were talking but, about but, Captain but, America three, Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Yeah, uh, you know. So I just think that, um, like they they could take elements of the story, the fact that there's just some kind of schism um, uh-huh. between the characters that 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 you know, so that it doesn't. It's, Captain America three won't be an Avengers film. certain Avengers might make appearances. Uh, And certain Marvel characters might make an appearance but it sounds like it's primarily going to come down to the relationship between Steve and Tony Mm -hmm. so that it could be a broader thing like S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to take control of the Avengers when they're trying to become an anonymous entity as a result of Avengers 2 you know things like that
1: and there's a lot that still remains to be seen because we haven't seen anything really about Avengers 2 yet We have a vague idea. You know, we can probably give a a vague outline of what happens, but we don't know specifics. So you're right in that front where so much of this is yet to be determined because we haven't seen the second Avengers film.
0: And it still hasn't been officially, officially confirmed by Marvel.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, and and that that is a big thing to remember. The fact that it's from Variety does give it credence, but yes, it has not been marvel uh, Marvel approved yet if you will um another thing or in in all of this the thing that you know if this is true uh and tony stark is in there that's totally fine uh oh people are also completely forgetting that avengers because people like avengers 3 they're gonna split it up into two movies which marvel instantly was like why would we do that that's really stupid just because every you know teen novel does it doesn't mean that we're gonna do it uh but people also keep saying yes it's going to be, you know it's going to be avengers 3 civil war ignoring the fact that they're building up this whole thanos storyline <clears throat> and that they've even said before that book thanos is going to play a really big part not in avengers 2 but definitely in avengers 3
0: well, and that's why, and that's why having Captain America three acting as that bridge where everything, you know, first off, Avengers two sounds like everything's going to go to shit by the end as well, mm-hmm. or at least absolutely. during. Absolutely, absolutely. And Avengers and Captain America three sounds like that's only going to drive the stake into the ground further. Yes. But that's why it's you know you have Thanos come in and you know maybe if this was Avengers one where they really came together and kicked butt, then then maybe he wouldn't stand a chance, but if he comes in in Avengers three and the heroes are all in disarray and it takes Avengers three to bring them back together. again, Then that's kind of your, your typical plot. And see, see, that's, that's
1: exactly, exactly what I'm thinking. It's going to be is we're going to see Avengers two, they're reuniting to face this threat, but in facing that threat, something shatters the team dynamic and you have captain America three kind of dealing with the fallout with that. But also the bigger picture there is going to be the redemption of Bucky Uh, Because my my theory slash, I feel, slightly confirmed uh, notion is that, because Chris Evans has been very clear in his statement that after Avengers 3, he's done. So we're going to have Steve Rogers die in Avengers 3, and you're going to have Bucky Barnes take up that mantle. And you had, uh, I don't remember the actor's name, the guy who played Sam Wilson in Avengers 2 kind of let slip that like oh you know yeah i'd love to take up the role but i'm really excited to see what sebastian stan who plays bucky barnes which by the way i love the fact that he has a superhero name in real life you know sebastian stan the the uh the double letter there yeah. the alliteration <laughs> is awesome
0: and he but, he signed on for nine movies he signed I, on for i believe. Yeah, I think I think I think post Winter Soldiers or or including Winter Soldiers. So, mm -hmm.
1: but the yeah, um, the guy who played Sam Wilson kind of lets slip. You know, he's really excited to see Sebastian Stan take up take up the shield, and with the nine picture thing, I mean that really screams to me that they know Chris Evans after his deal, he's out of there, but Captain America is going to live on. Yeah, and so I, I think I think. They have done such a great job with making the Marvel Cinematic Universe its own thing. Why do we want to see them try and jam in storylines from well, the Marvel comic well, universe?
0: But then again, you get to think of the Winter Soldier, prime example. It was ba- it's based off of a comic book storyline, but it's clearly very altered from its original source material.
1: Well, but using it as using it as a baseboard that's that's like fine. But people want they, they want Civil War the movie.
0: I no, think... no, and and you know, then they can wait for like an animated version that can truly cut loose. That's mm-hmm. why I think that they're they're going to use the name for, for at least because because casual moviegoers aren't going to give two shits what Civil War actually means, You're
1: right?
0: You know, they're not thinking, oh, this was apparently a previous superhero story. It's you know, it's the the word Civil War can. Covers so many different elements, it, and, and at its core, it simply sounds like it's going to be a rift between Steve and Tony. And I was just thinking about it, but well, while, while it could be a, an extension of what's, what happened to Winter Soldier, where, where Cap was very anti authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Um, s- technically, in Cap 2 and Winter Soldier, they mentioned that it was Tony Stark's designs that created the new um, helicarriers, at uh-huh. least their propulsion system. So on one hand, you have Tony Stark, who in Iron Man Two says, "No, I am not giving this stuff to the government." But now he's using very similar technology to propel giant flying death machines. Mm-hmm. So you, and then in Avengers Two, it sounds like he either resurrects or creates uh, a robotics program to create basically Sentry drones, uh, aka Ultron. Yeah. Um, you know, which to me sounds like something that would have to that he wouldn't just simply he. I don't with the way they go with the Marvel movies, it doesn't sound like he would he would be responsible for, for, for controlling the robots on his own, that he's doing it as part of a larger initiative, potentially with Shield or the Greater Government. Well so, so they could I, be slowly moving Tony Stark in the direction of the government. But I, I took it as he was making the he's making the
1: robots that turn into Ultron uh to be a little more autonomous where uh this way, you know, the heroes who are only human don't have to stretch themselves past their capacity again specifics all yet to be seen if if oh, now, yeah. now if they call if they call captain america 3 you know if they call captain america civil war i would be entirely fine with that i really would if that's if that's how they want to interpret civil war and have it be that schism between tony and uh and steve but have it be a little more contained i'm I'm entirely fine with that. Like that's fine. Call Captain America three Civil War. That's cool. That's that's a fine way to do it.
0: And you know the other thing though is that while I'm sure the Winter Soldier will factor into Captain America three if it if the driving plot is something Civil War related, I'm just now now if, if it, and I don't know how much they're looking into this, but during Civil War, uh, the Captain America book prior to the the death of issue mm-hmm. was kind of. if I remember correctly, featuring an overseas adventure that also involved the Winter Soldier, kind of like what he was doing during the course of Civil War. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's one of those things where this, you know, Cap is at the end of uh, Winter Soldier, you know, he's going out there looking for Bucky, and then, I mean, I don't really know where he's at in Avengers 2. I'm assuming he's, like, at the dinner party and helping the team in general, or he could be, like, out on a mission when looking for Bucky when he gets, like embroiled in the bigger threat that's what i think um, going to happen that's kind but of But resum- presumably because they're not going to resolve the winter soldier threat in avengers 2 that they're going to follow he's going to continue his journey in the third one but then he's going to get embroiled in this big civil war debate with tony stark and it's like well where's the room to kind of find winter soldier kind of come with that up with that re- re- recon- reconciliation uh-huh. that could potentially lead to avengers 3 you know, because they, they could do Avengers. So let's let's go with the Cap dies theory. So you got Winter, you got Cap three potentially Civil War. There's a rift between Tony Stark and Steve, and maybe as a result of this this rift between all the superheroes, uh, Thanos gets the upper hand in Avengers three, even if he's ultimately defeated, but not without great personal cost because the heroes couldn't unify in time and Captain America dies. Uh-huh. Now may, maybe Winter Soldier's kind of lurking in the background of Avengers of Avengers three and you know that results in captain america 4 where you have you know bucky actually be the main character in the movie Mm -hmm. you know that's that could be a way that it goes but who knows speculation folks
1: yep but you know marvel uh feel free to send the checks uh straight to us we got this taken care of yeah for the wonderful idea we just gave you the next few years you are welcome Well, we're running a little bit long, but we knew that was going to be the case today because there's also one more big announcement we want to touch on. Uh, I I have in here uh, about Capullo's cover for Batman 36. Totally creepy. Uh, What I wanted to say about um, Endgame is that there's a line that's mentioned that that he has a fear toxin injected into him, Bruce does, that he keeps seeing his end over and over again. Mm -hmm. And there's this one panel where there's an Alfred who's wearing an eye patch, who's like trying to revive him. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, back in the bunker. Something, I don't know, something kind of tells me that maybe something does happen to Alfred. Maybe he loses an eye or something. But what we're seeing with the, you know, Batman's worst fear being the Joker turning his friends all against him. I mean, maybe this is all just a big hallucination. And uh, there's something bigger at play here.
0: That we're actually seeing one of these imaginary deaths? yes, interesting.
1: yeah, that's I mean we'll see that's just kind of how because why would they throw in that whole line about the fear toxin? I don't know. it seemed important.
0: you're right that 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 adds a certain layer to the story that we will have to see.
1: all right, but now let's talk about something that I'm super excited about. This will be our last story for the show. But it is that WB uh, has finally announced DC's Film Slate through 2020, uh, giving us not just, hey, movies are coming out, but they've given us the full titles of Mm -hmm. what we have. So let's run through a list here. 2016, we got Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then also in 2016, and this is still the most surprising to me, is Suicide Squad then in 2017 we're getting Wonder Woman starring Gal Gadot Uh, shortly after that in 2017 you have Justice League part 1 directed by Zack Snyder with Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams reprising their roles supposedly Gal Gadot is also there then 2018 you have The Flash starring Ezra Miller 2018 you have Aquaman starring Jason Momoa 2019 we have shazam which uh, so far all we know has dwayne the rock johnson as black adam then 2019 we have justice league part two 2020 there's cyborg starring ray fisher and also in 2020 green lantern and supposedly somewhere between 2016 and 2020 we will also get a
0: batman standalone and a superman standalone like where are they gonna fit that in I mean, well, Mar- at least at least I mean, okay. So 2016, you got them both in it, uh huh. And then the following year, So at this point, by the time Batman v Superman is released, which they've already been filming, so uh-huh. they, well, they should be wrapping that filming soon. And
1: reportedly, they're filming uh, Justice League right after.
0: Yeah, so yeah. they're probably not. We're probably not going to see a Batman and Superman solo films until after Justice League one.
1: Right, they they were speculating um, 2019 for the standalone Batman.
0: Okay, so maybe 2018 or 2020 for the standalone Superman, mm-hmm. but that's still basically one like less than a year apart from him as far as production goes. Yeah, it much, they... it,
1: it seems like they own uh, Henry Cavill and uh, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck right now. Well, but also they're so they're really far ahead in their production. That maybe they can just get a jump on and get these movies, you know, give themselves a little bit
0: of space. I mean, literally, they could they could have separate production teams doing pre-production, mm-hmm. so that the second Henry Cavill and, and Ben Affleck step off the stage from one movie, they're walking over and starting filming on the next.
1: Yeah, and, and we won't see. I don't think we'll see Zack Snyder directing the next uh, Man of Steel movie or you don't the think Batman so? movie. No, I mean, I think if he's doing Justice League and Justice League Two,
0: I don't see him doing Batman i i know he he was he's attached to justice league and justice at least justice league is he attached to justice justice league 2
1: directed by Zack snyder yeah
0: okay well i i i could maybe see him if he's going to do another one it could be um superman but i think batman might get passed on to someone else
1: which is you know fine um Oh, there's also a story here about Channing Tatum with Gambit, but uh, not, not the time, not the time. No, that's so, tough. all right.
0: Oh, and a Green Lantern reboot. Did we mention that?
1: It, yeah, I mentioned that right at the end, and I think yeah. it's really smart to put that at the very end of the spectrum because mm-hmm. give yourself as much room from the other Green Lantern movie as possible. Yeah. You know, uh, they didn't announce who's starring in that yet, uh, and we don't know which of these characters who are in these movies are going to be in the Justice League. We know for sure we'll have Batman, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman. We can assume the Flash and Aquaman and possibly Shazam and Cyborg will show up as well. But we can't be sure. Um, one thing that's... I mean, a lot of this is really interesting. What like what are your thoughts with the fact that it's Justice League Part One and Justice League Part Two? I think that's sort of arbitrary ways of numbering, and you know they just didn't want to call it Justice League and then Justice League Two. I I I don't know. For some reason, I'm right now not getting the feeling that it's gonna be one movie split in half. You get the feeling that it will be. I don't get the feeling that it will be. Yeah. I mean, I I think there will be a there will be a very common thread whether it's a, a threat. Or something that that ties these two together in a really big way.
0: Yeah, I mean, between you only have you have two years between them, and the only thing that's happening between them is the Flash and Aquaman and Shazam. So, and and Shazam, um, assuming Shazam actually does come before Justice League, it just says they're on the same year. Now that they're, that's
1: true, we don't know.
0: You know that. The it could be separate stories and it's also interesting that presumably we're going to see the flash aquaman and green lantern in the justice league film Uh and cyborg you know so that we're seeing them at in this at this point and then we're seeing them in their solo movies and then we're going to see them back again so is is it one of those things where it really is like they've already been pre-established here they are becoming a team and then the solo movies are take place before the justice league film or after the justice league film it, it it's interesting i'm really curious how they're going to do it story structure wise
1: right there's there's so much unknown with this right now and i think now over the next couple months we're gonna start getting a picture here because obviously they're not just going to drop all these names in our lap and then walk away but they are going to kind of be a little more they're going to be teasing with all of this information because you know they they want to they want to keep our attention. Uh, they definitely have our attention right now. You know this is very big. Not I don't think Marvel has even announced everything they're doing through twenty twenty, right?
0: No, no. Yeah. So another interesting thing in me. this case it's just with the Flash, but it's that at this point so was it twenty fourteen twenty fourteen twenty fifteen and twenty we'll have like three or four seasons of the Flash assuming that it makes it that far mm-hmm. on TV. By the time the Flash movie rolls around, and yet it'll be a completely new, ca- you know, new version of the character, new universe, and it, it, for me, being that, I, I plan on watching all the Flash, you know, assuming until it gets completely unwatchable, um that it'll be weird. It'd be and it, it, it's a funny thing saying just because I, I'm used to restarts in comic books all the time, they'll would be like, well, I'm so used to this Flash, now I'm going to go see this Flash, now I'm to be invested in this Flash. It's it's a really stupid argument that I'm trying to make, but it's just interesting that 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 they chose to allow a flash TV show to take off. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're going to be trying that you know they, this this is I mean TV shows like they they cost them thousands of dollars. That that's what it generally takes to make them. Maybe like a million per episode, or or not necessarily per episode. I mean, you got Big Bang Theory, of course, where all the, like three of the people make a million dollars or a billion, no mm-hmm. a million, whatever. But um. You know, Warner Brothers' hope for all of these movies is to make, like, several hundred million dollars. If not, you know, Justice League is probably going to break the billion dollar mark. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I can't necessarily say the same, you know, for, you know, Batman v. Superman probably will, too. I don't necessarily know about Wonder Woman or The Flash or Aquaman or Green Lantern or even Shazam or Cyborg. Those movies I definitely will make in the millions. Oh, yeah. The, they'll make they'll, they'll the good of money. Millions. But... But it's sort of like you have this TV show, and then you're also trying to make this this, this separate you know the same property in a separate form work, and it's just it's just really interesting to me. It's really interesting to me. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: I, I think they're going to be okay, though. You know, people on the internet react in in the way of oh, how are they going to pull it off? People are so dumb. People are because you know we like to think that everyone below us is really stupid. But people know, you know, that the comic book characters are not the same as the movie characters. They know in, like, animated movies that they're not the same as, like, the movie and stuff like that. Like, people, just because it's two live-action mediums does not necessarily mean that people are going to automatically assume, oh, they must cross over and be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if, if it's a Barry Allen story, it's going to be fine. They're, you know they they'll they'll be okay with it because they're doing their own thing with the TV show and, and you know if we get an introduction i don't think we will of ever like a batman or a superman into the story i don't know i i i'm willing to give people benefit of the doubt in this scenario where the the viewing audience is going to be able to figure out that hey this is two separate people
0: yeah i i Obviously don't Obviously not the same i i don't think I don't think they said they're going to get confused. I certainly try to give the audience much more credit than that it It's just interesting that they that sometimes from the studio executives they don't necessarily make that kind of decision based on that uh-huh it's 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 less that I think there's a concern. It's just interesting to me that we're going to have a flash TV show and a flash movie both played by play, played by different people and presumably try attempting to do their own thing who't who,
1: who don't have the iconic look either that's one thing that's really interesting to me what do you mean? Well, neither oh oh yeah, yeah. neither Ezra Grant Miller Gustin. or Grant Gustin have the iconic Flash look. Neither of them are blonde.
0: Yeah, there, there's definitely that. Um, it it will it will be interesting to see how they pull this off. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. i I mean, either way, we as the viewer are gonna win. You know, we as the fans here.
0: We're we're getting something out of this.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the, these announcements say to me that despite what people kind of seem to think is going on with DC that they do have faith in their characters and faith in some of the more, uh, like the more interesting properties that you wouldn't think they'd rely to carry a film. If you had told me, Hey, there's going to be a Shazam film. I really wouldn't have seen that. If you told me there was going to be a suicide squad movie, I wouldn't have seen that coming at all. But apparently DC has sat down and they said, "Hey, we have stories that we can tell, that you know, that we can make accessible to movie audiences," and I'm totally cool with that. You know, I don't know what they're gonna do with the cyborg movie, but I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. lay it on me. I'm really glad Jason Momoa is playing Aquaman. Jason Momoa man.
0: Show me some Momoa man. Yeah, you know, because at this point between i don't want to say it's like a race but obviously people are clamoring for like a a female solo led superhero film Uh uh-huh and unless marvel announces something between 2015 and 2017 wonder woman actually will beat marvel to having a solo female character headlining a movie and and no
1: matter what anybody says you know if they get scarlet witch or scarlet witch um
0: Black Widow. Black
1: Widow. I don't know why I went Scarlet on Scarlett on Scarlet
0: Johansson. Scar-
1: there it is. Even if they do announce like a Black Widow solo film, that's cool, good for them. But she is not iconic the way that Wonder Woman is. No. At at all. And, uh, you know, I know there's some controversy amongst, uh, you know, Tumblr folks about the fact that they're changing up Wonder Woman's origin to the New Fifty Two origin. But I think, you know, I think we're really gonna get a, a kick ass female led superhero movie in just a few years. And I I wish that I, I even wish that it was coming out sooner because I wanna see it tomorrow.
0: I know. I'm going to be twenty nine. Oh, I don't want to think when, about it. When Justice League comes out. When don't you look at these dates, it. when you look at these dates, I'm gonna be thirty when Aquaman comes on the screen. Oh, dude, don't say those 30, 32 when Green Lantern returns to the screen. 32 well
1: okay to be fair i was was like to be fair uh as far as green lantern movie you know you would have thought that we would have been dead before we had another green lantern movie
0: fair enough only only uh i was 21 when green lantern came out holy crap really man wait am i think it's green Lantern came out in 2011 no so i was 23 i was 23 i'm sorry okay i was gonna say i'm like it wasn't that long ago i don't know where my math was on that i was 23 so never mind. I I oh well, yeah, it'll be almost 10 years. Yeah. But anyway. And in 2018, the reboot of the Spider-Man films after Sinister 6 fails.
1: <laughs> it really is going to. And yet oh, it,
0: I don't I don't like making that kind of prediction. I know. don't know. And yet
1: we have a Suicide Squad movie coming out.
0: And it, I it's funny that you're surprised about it because Suicide Squad is one of those those movies where it's literally like DC meets the expendables you know like which is hugely popular yeah but... it's literally a bunch of assholes running around with weapons and guns killing people one time it's it's the most uh, i mean like literally just action-oriented movie that they could put out there
1: no it's true and, it, and it's great like i don't don't get me wrong it's totally great we're getting a suicide squad movie I just didn't think it was going to be this early into production because that's mm-hmm. also going to mean hey, we're going to introduce a bunch of villains presumably before we introduce a bunch of heroes.
0: Well, a lot of hero- a lot of villains that show up in Suicide Squad can work independently from having any that's involvement. That's true. From I mean, heroes. We'll have Deadshot. Uh, dead I mean, they um, they probably are making Suicide Squad and then they're going to see how it goes from there. Let's just say Suicide Squad is hugely popular.
1: Which that I think it really could be,
0: unless they fast track a sequel to happen. You know, most sequels tend to happen in like two, you know, two to three years. Actually, the, you'd be the surprised on month. that. What do you mean?
1: Sometimes sequels take a while. I've Sometimes to... they
0: do. Sometimes they do. Right, at least anyway. when it comes to Marvel now, it, it's usually about two years between movies. Uh huh. Um, that means we might put unless they they add one to the schedule. If it's successful, we might not see another Suicide Squad movie until, until at like, least twenty twenty one.
1: Right, five years after
0: where i'll be 33
1: yeah uh you know i really appreciate dc not doing the phases thing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because you know that's working for marvel it is what it is i'm just really glad they weren't like okay we're gonna you know we're gonna release you know we're gonna build everything up into justice league and then we'll take a couple years off and then we'll build everything up to justice league 2 they're just doing their own thing which is exactly what they should be doing
0: and that's and you're right, it's gonna do their own thing, but at the same time, this is almost very the opposite of the Marvel approach, which so, is what
1: they needed to do, I think, to set themselves apart,
0: yeah, but there's something very linear and simple about doing the Marvel's- Marvel approach about built like starting starting simple and building up. And that's one of those things where when you're sort of like trying to say, "Okay, they're gonna appear here, but then they're gonna appear here on their own movies, you know. And, and and you need to and it's just sort of like is like, like i said is the flash going to be is it going to be after justice league is it going to be before justice league i think we're going to find
1: that out soon yeah it it
0: it'll, it'll be interesting
1: yeah and you know people people love to talk about how brave and bold marvel was with all these movies how good for them for getting this out uh, and then DC comes out and like hey we're doing things entirely different and everyone's like no they should just do exactly what Marvel did which like doesn't I don't know hypocrites all oh, you hypocrites uh, Yeah, Oh, I'm, it's funny I'm looking at this list now and Lego Batman movie is listed amongst these for some reason uh, which Lego Batman movie will be fun don't get me wrong
0: yeah that that's the Batman movie they are talking about yeah
1: That's the standalone with Will Arnett instead of Ben Affleck. Well, I think, you know, we've almost been talking for two hours here. I say we do our recommendations and then hit the road. Sounds good. I will kick us off yet again uh, this week. I'm going to recommend New X-Men, which is actually kind of the storyline that got me into comics in the first place. Uh, new x-men ran from i had i had the page up before but i don't anymore i wouldn't have the information in front of me it uh it ran from may 2001 to march 2004 mm-hmm. uh, so 41 issues it was written by grant morrison uh illustrated by a, a number of different artists It started off with frank whiteley but changed throughout its run um and it you know it was this redefinition of the x-men big time where they had kind of gotten into this loop of doing the same thing over and over and when you had you know when you had grant morrison take over he decided to really shake things up uh even you know in that first page where you have they just took down a sentinel and wolverine is stabbing the the body that's still wandering around uh, and you, you know, you have Cyborg saying, Logan, you can stop that now, which is kind of a a little nod to all of that. You know, hey, that it's time, you know, we've been doing the same thing. We're stabbing, we're stabbing a headless body over and over. It's time yeah. to change things up. Uh, anyway, it is a really big story. A lot happens. I'm not going to try uh, and say everything, but I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it it's really accessible if you have not read x-men before and uh and you you know maybe you have an interest in reading an x-men story or maybe you don't i still say read this uh it 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 did a lot for uh for me as a comic fan getting me into it and it also uh introduced my favorite version of beast you know even as a longtime fan of the x-men tv show of the 90s I really have a I have a big soft spot for this new beast that came out of it. Uh anyway, it's a big story. There's not much more I can say, but if you like Grant Morrison, uh definitely give it a read.
0: Yeah, as a as a fellow reader of the new Axman book, uh it it was great. Definitely check it out. And I'm going to announce something. What's that? not announce something i'm going to recommend something oh, i'm okay. announcing that I, i'm announcing that i'm actually going to recommend something Da-ho. um who are you and is... what have you done with nick oh my god <laughs> anyway continue. uh i'm going to recommend the book uh revival by tim seeley and mike norton it comes out from image um the the uh the main concept is basically that uh in this particular town and i want to say it's wisconsin um the um, town of Wisconsin, the, the town, a town in Wisconsin. Gotcha. Um, um, anyone that was dead has been brought back, to, has has come back to life. Hmm. Um, so now the town is basically under quarantine, and it it's about a uh, a cop, like it's kind of like a family, of co- well, not a family of cop, like the, the dad's a cop, the, the daughter's a cop, the main character's a cop, um, and. It's basically just about how do you move on from this? It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, how do you move on from death? But now it's actually how do you move on from life or re-life? Hmm. Uh, it's definitely spooky. There's weird stuff going on. But it's really nice character work. And it's a nice, creepy mystery that sneaks up on you. And just there's, there's enough meat there that really makes you want to keep reading this the, the story. And I have at least up to the end of the first volume. Um but i I think that if you like the supernatural but if you like a very grounded you know more focused on the characters type of supernatural then you will really dig revival mike noren's art is very clean very well defined uh the characters definitely seem to have personality even if you don't read what they're saying um and you know it's definitely something where you're just like okay you've got it's it's like the lost effect you've got interesting characters Mixed up in a bigger, larger than life story where you 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 want to know what the larger than life story really amounts to, but only if the characters you've come to appreciate and like are are going along with it. So they, they
1: give you they give you that plot hook but then reel you in with the characters.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that and that's what I think Revival does really well. Um, you know, I, I feel like I, I kinda see it pop up here or there on news sites that like people, you know, it, it's, it's, it's being recognized for being as good as it is, but I, I felt that it's it's could still deserve an extra push for like maybe the three people that listen to our show. <laughs> well, uh, very cool. You make me want to check it out. It's it's interesting. I, I think you actually would like it uh, if you wanted to dive into it. Yeah. So, Revival, folks. Tim Seeley, Mike Norton from Image. You can get it on Comicsology. You can get it in your local comic book shop. The point is to just get it.
1: Good call, good times. If it's image, I'll definitely throw my money at it. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you for sticking it out with us, folks. We are about to clock in at the two-hour mark, so we will we will say our farewells for the week. Uh, you can always find out more about the show and what other stuff we got going on at heckyacomics.com. You can follow us on Twitter at heckyacomics yeah or send us an email at heckyacomics at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at DavLuz and you can find Nick uh, trying to tame ravenous packs of squirrels out in the woods somewhere.
0: I do it all the time, people. Ain't that hard.
1: Ain't, but yeah, well, sure. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed the show, then please tell your friends. And if you hated it, then please tell your enemies. And until next week, goodbye.
0: Later, <music> The
1: worst episode ever.